1: Chilling things just happen. Things we've never seen before. Well, not in America. Not in our lifetimes. If in the future we live in a society in which all news that doesn't emanate from the Democrat National Committee is blacked out and blocked completely, simply doesn't exist. If we live in a society where the Democrat Party controls all flow of information, look back to this week. Remember, this week, remember the date February 24th. That was Wednesday of this week. You'll be able to date it from that very day. The Democrats have now unveiled their intentions. Not even hiding them anymore. They intend to eliminate all conservative media. They are making a bid to gain full control of the flow of information in the United States of America. Total and complete control, with no dissent of any kind tolerated. They put it in writing. Two Democrats, Anna Eschew and Jerry McNerney, writing to all of the giants: Comcast, AT and Spectrum, Dish, Verizon, Cox, Roku, Amazon, Apple, Google, and Hulu, and demanding that Fox News, One American News Network, and Newsmax be gone. The demands are specific. They're accused of doing nothing in response to so called misinformation aired by these outlets. And then they're asked what steps they have taken, quote, prior to, on, or following the November 3rd election and the January 6, 2021 attacks to monitor, respond to, and reduce the spread of disinformation, including encouragement or incitement of violence by channels your company disse- disseminates to millions. Of Americans. So the Democrats are asking, what, what have you done to silence these folks? And then the final question these companies are asked if they are, quote, planning to continue carrying Fox News, OANN, and Newsmax on their platforms, both now and beyond the renewal date, and if so, why? The Democrats went even one outrageous step further. They instructed traditional media outlets, i.e. liberal media outlets, to throttle any kind of dissenting viewpoint. Listen to this line, quote, despite criticism, many traditional media outlets continue to allow for the disinformation in an attempt to follow journalistic standards and present multiple viewpoints on a news story. They said they want that stopped. No dissenting views, period. What, what are they saying there? Yeah, those, those conservative and Republican commenters you have on every once in a while to balance your panel discussions, yeah, they're going to have to go. This was an incredibly powerful message coming from the Democrats, the people in total control of government right now, the people who regulate these folks. This is like I said, is a powerful message. So what has happened here is the Democrats put all the cards on the table. They have rolled the tanks out on the field of battle. The battalions are standing by ready to go. They're ready for the war, for the claiming of the ultimate prize, total silencing of the other side. And it's like it's not happening. With the highest ranking Republican leader, Donald Trump, now dethroned and himself censored into oblivion so he barely has any ability to respond that by the way allowed by the same republican so-called leadership in the house and the senate with barely a peep they're waiting these ceos they're waiting to hear from us from our leadership anything a corresponding letter hey don't censor and they're getting nothing the silence is deafening the people who are now in GOP leadership by default with Trump gone have nothing to say about this. Yes, we've had individual Republicans speak out. Lindsey Graham has about the letter and our own Congressman Jeff Duncan. Uh, several you know, smaller regional Congress members have, but the leadership, dead silence. What does this tell these CEOs? We're not going to protect you. We're not going to stand up for you. Whatever the Democrats want you to do, you, you better do because... We had nothing to say about it. So go ahead and throttle and silence the only voice that we have. It is astonishing that the leadership has not had a press conference by now. It is astonishing that they haven't fired off their own letter. No, don't you dare cancel these news sources. We need a robust media environment full of debate. Look, I could at least follow this when Trump was being deplatformed. There were logical reasons for the GOP leadership not to speak up. When Trump's followers were being censored and deplatformed, that served their interests. They wanted to retake the Republican Party, the reins of power. Even if they were in the minority, they'd still have their power back. But now I'm not following anymore. Trump is gone. And yet they won't. They can't. They refuse to speak up. They are. Kevin McCarthy in the House, Steve Scalise in the House, Mitch McConnell in the Senate, Roy Blunt in the Senate, Thad Cochran in the Senate. Nothing. Absolutely. Can't even be bothered to hold a press conference. I don't wonder, watching these guys. How do they think that they will advertise for their candidates that they back in the next election? I- I'm baffled by it. If there's and think about what they're doing here. They're not only going after Fox News, OAN, and and Newsmax to get them off cable, to get them off your TV. They've also directed this at Google, at Apple, and at Verizon to make sure that these companies' apps can't be downloaded, to make sure that they're nowhere on YouTube, that they can't be found in the search results. I mean, this is a bid to totally bury and destroy any kind of countervailing view and its ability in America. It's astonishing, and there is no pushback. They're literally leaving these CEOs, the Republican leadership, with their backs to the wall, defenseless against the Democrats. I don't know that this will succeed, folks, but watching it go down is astonishing. That was the first most chilling thing going on right now. For the second, hang on past this small break, and I'll tell you what it is. If you were going to persecute your political enemies, if you were going to shut down and persecute half the country, what would you do? Well, the first thing would be to shut down all of their media sources so that persecution couldn't be reported. But the second thing that you would do was dehumanize them. That is happening right now on liberal cable news in a loop. White supremacists, Nazis, bin Laden, terrorists, no different than al-Qaeda. No different than the Taliban. Domestic terrorists. They call us Nazis. They liken us to Hitler. All of it without the slightest shred of supporting documentation. And in the face, as I've told you many times, of an actual decline in white supremacist groups in America since 2018. Not an increase, as USA Today has reported. It doesn't matter. Their side doesn't seem to need any proof. They just hear it over and over. So what we've, we're seeing the media do a thing we haven't really seen them do. It's the second most chilling thing. Instead of coming at an issue with their lies, misdirections, and half-truths, like healthcare, gun ownership, they're coming at us. We are the issue. Our very existence is the problem. They are being told their audiences are being audiences are being told over and over and over again. Drop in on cable news. You only need 10 minutes and you'll hear it. And it's showing up in polling in a way I've never seen before in my lifetime. Check out this recent Echelon poll. I've been reading these for years. They ask voters, what's your top issue? That's usually the economy. For liberals, it's usually gun violence, access to health, coverage, you know, police brutality, stuff like that. What is it right now? What is the number one thing, the biggest problem for the country? We've never seen this before. It's the existence of a group of people. Never seen that before. That's right. Democrats listed. 82% of Democrats said the biggest problem the country has is the existence of Donald Trump's supporters. At number two, they put white nationalism. At number three, systemic racism. Then we get to an actual breadbasket issue like they used to list, gun violence. Folks, do you understand what's happening here? They are shutting down or trying to shut down all of our media, our ability to speak. At the same time, they are demonizing us as a group of people for merely existing. This has happened before in history, where the people of a country are told over and over that the existence of a group of people is the country's main problem. I don't have to rehash here how it ended. You know. For a group of people themselves to be the country's top problem, top issue, we've never seen that before. Now think about your psychology. Imagine that the Nazis... A third, the third right, were in very real danger, you believed, of taking over America. Would you make sure you followed the law in the process of stopping them? Would you make sure their constitutional rights were protected while you debated them in an attempt to stop them? Or would you do whatever it took, almost in an act of war, to stop them? We all know the answer. You would. It would be morally incumbent upon you. To do whatever you had to do, whether within the law or outside of it, to stop them. That is what they have half the country primed to do right now. And that half of the country is feeding it back to them in polls. When when 82% of Democrats called Donald Trump supporters the country's biggest problem, that's a problem. Now, what do... Republicans list in the same poll as their biggest issues. Number one, illegal immigration, 81%. Number two, lack of support for the police, 79%. Number three, high taxes, 77% liberal bias in mainstream media, 75%. General moral decline of the country, 74%, and so on. There's nothing in here on the right like this where we see the very existence of the Democrats. The fact that they breathe as a problem. Because our media doesn't prime us that way. Our media doesn't prime us for violence. Our media doesn't feed us a string on a loop that we are under assault and attack by white supremacists and terrorists. And they're coming out of every nook and cranny. And the left-wing media, they've got props. Because every part of government is geared right now to assure you that you are under attack by white supremacists. And by the way, they added a new new term this week, Christian extremists. Who are these people? They never say. What groups do they belong to? Don't say. Where do they live? Don't know. You think these mainstream media hacks would want to go to their house and confront them? The white supremacists who are endangering everyone, the Christian extremists, you think they'd go right outside their house with their vans and put their microphones in their faces and confront them? But they don't do that. wonder why. Because they don't have a threat to confront. How do we know this? Two weeks ago now, the Department of Homeland Security put out a threat assessment warning of a threat environment where politicians in D.C. were in danger from Trump supporters, white supremacists, that sort of thing. It was widely reported, again, in a loop. But you have to tune in to Katherine Harrods to catch the key part. The report said, as I've told you before, there was no actionable intelligence. None. In other words, they have absolutely no proof of what they're saying. They don't have one centella of evidence that there's even a plot or an individual involved in a plot. CBS News has learned Homeland Security does not have specific credible intelligence about plotting. And finally, the third chilling thing showing that the American people are primed for violence wouldn't you be if nazis were trying to take over your country yep from the new york post this week a poll showed 64 percent of college students agreed that last year's anti-police looting and rioting is justified to some degree who are the victims of that poor mom and pop businesses for the most part completely innocent people it didn't matter they don't care So let's put it all together, the three chilling things. First, Congress, Democrat members, the leaders, making the final gambit, the bid to silence all conservative media. No reach, no outlets, while weaponizing false disinformation of their own to paint half the country as Nazis, white supremacists and terrorists all while goading their side into violence their side is coming to increasingly accept as a rational outcome for dealing with people who now won't have any media outlets to go to should they be threatened, targeted, or oppressed in any way because they're silenced, all of it at one time. And the GOP leadership that I name, the actual folks in leadership, who apparently think all they have to do is behave and none of this will fall on their heads. They're about to get a really rude lesson if they don't wake up and fight. To his credit, Steve Scalise didn't go as far as actually suggesting we shouldn't turn off all uh, non-left-wing media and get rid of it. But he did actually speak up somewhat. Steve Scalise's body still has the bullet holes all through it from the left-wing shooter that came after Republicans in 2017 at a baseball game. Yes, before January 6, this has actually happened. First, we'll let Senator Rand Paul, himself a victim of two violent attacks by liberals, one of which put him in the hospital with lung damage. We'll let him recap that incident. He was there that day.
2: No Democrat will honestly ask whether Bernie Sanders incited the shooter that nearly killed Steve Scalise. The shooter nearly pulled off a massacre. I was there because he fervently believed the false and inflammatory rhetoric spewed by Bernie and other Democrats, such as the Republican health care plan for the uninsured is that you die. As this avowed Bernie supporter shot Steve Scalise, nearly killing him, and shot one of our coaches and two or three of our staff, he screamed, this is for health care, ask me. Or anyone if that's incitement.
1: Yet no elected official, not one on our side, has ever suggested the liberal media be shut down, people be deplatformed, canceled as human beings, or suggested that anyone who slung that rhetoric was a domestic terrorist, a Nazi, a white supremacist, or some other object of horror. Nope, that's purely the territory of the left. As Steve Scalise, again, with the bullet hole scars still on his body, attempted to explain to Democrats the other day. This is during a committee hearing.
2: For anybody to just try to suggest that discourse started getting out of control on January 6th would be disingenuous when you look at where we've gotten and how far uh, this has come. Uh, I want to take you back to June 14th, 2017, a day that A gunman walked onto a baseball field and shot at over a dozen members of Congress, including myself. Uh, There's been a lot of investigation into it. The FBI did a report. Uh, The gunman was motivated by hypercharged rhetoric that he was hearing from the left, from high prominent elected officials, as well as media personalities. In fact, Mr. Chairman, there is a report that the FBI did where they included some of the writings of the gunman where he talks specifically about the people who motivated him and inspired him to commit this this shooting, which would have been very deadly if he was successful without the bravery and heroism of Capitol Police. I would like to ask unanimous consent that this be entered into the record, which uh, is the FBI, some of the FBI expert, excerpts from his writings. I enter that not to say that I blame those people that he mentions uh, for his motivation. I say this to to let you know that. I don't blame those other people, I blame the shooter. Uh, the shooter is the one who should be held account- accountable and I'm very I'm very clear about that, but it's an example that we all need to be aware of our rhetoric and can all be doing a better job of toning down the rhetoric, but we also need to call it out where we see it, not just on the other side of the aisle, but on both sides. Just as I called out January 6th uh, activities, I called out the violence I saw over the summer when uh, through hypercharged rhetoric, people were burning down cities, were killing cops, killing other people, Uh, Let's be consistent in calling it out, not trying to suggest disingenuously that it only comes from one side of the political spectrum. Uh, Let's be fair and recognize uh, we can all do a better job of encouraging the rhetoric to be toned down. And we all need to call out political violence wherever we see it because it's not acceptable in America from the left or the right. With that, I yield back.
1: Final thoughts, folks. The time to act is now. If we lose Newsmax OAN and Fox News... Or even if we just lose OAN and Newsmax, believe me, they will come back for Fox News. They'll be encouraged. They won't stop till they get it. If we lose this, we lose what little ability we have left to counter a potentially deadly narrative coming from the left, aimed not at issues or beliefs, but at people and their very existence in a way that is incredibly dangerous. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family. while that kind of thing is still a lot.
0: Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.